0: Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a straight-talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto-pay discount. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you your pet pets best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget visit petsbest.com to learn more today
1: your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage petsbest.com ready to celebrate international women's day
0: I want true
2: romance. It's true. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. And this is Devin Leary. Today on True Romance, we are going to be talking about texting. It's a major part of our lives. Devin and I do it every day. And, um, you know, if you do it enough, sexting becomes a part of your life as well. And this episode is dedicated to my mom and dad. I didn't think about, literally, I didn't think my parents listened to this podcast. And of course, one of the only episodes my mom listened to was our episode with Danica and Riley, where I talk about giving guys lap dances when I was 13. And my mom was so horrified. I think my dad gave up a long time ago. He was like,
3: (laughs) yeah, he was like, that checks out. (laughs) He was like, no
2: comment. All right. But before we get into texting and sexting, et cetera, I wanted to check in. Devin, how are you? What have you been up to? We haven't talked in a while, in a week.
3: I've been stressed. So I have been seeking comfort in a little place I like to call Manhattan. And I am I n- not talking about the Manhattan that is currently just 45 minutes away from where I'm sitting. I'm not talking about like, you know, the city that never sleeps. I'm not talking about the the... The Big Apple. I'm talking about the Manhattan that exists in the world of Real Housewives of New York. It's Mm -hmm. a Manhattan where there there still exists a Gossip Girl era distinction between the Upper East Side and downtown. There still exist prominent names like Morgan, as in JP, and Singer, as in Ramona.
2: To our listeners who have been with me for a while, they know that it I don't know a lot about this world and I'm the first to admit it. I am coming in with not a lot to say. So I randomly started watching season one mainly because Devin and I are very close and it's an area in our friendship that is stressful because it's a huge part of Devin's life and I don't have a lot of access to it. You know, we I don't get a lot of her references. so So I started season one. And I really got it this time. I got the glamour. Jill Zarin means a lot to me. Bethany Frankel means a lot to me. I'm a little worried I have a Ramona Singer energy. and um, It's so
3: funny because that couldn't be farther from the truth.
2: Thank God.
3: I mean, no one really has Ramona energy. It's like she's the only person alive who has that.
2: It's very sad because I'm at the point in season three where Bethany over the hiatus, has fallen in love with a man named Jason Hoppe, who seems to check all of the boxes. He seems calm. He seems to understand her. He's he's very openly in love with her. He calls her sexy, beautiful. She's hopelessly in love. When he asks her to move in with him, she is in tears because she's like, I can't believe I have it all. I, I never thought I would have it all. And I, you know, this was always an area in my life that I didn't have. And I, to know what I know, and which we all now know, which is that Jason Happy is a sociopath who was yeah. verbally abusive. I am, it's hard because you think about how everyone's like, oh, there were so many red flags. There were so many red flags. And it were, it's a reminder that there's not a lot of red flags when you first fall in love with someone. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's a universal rule, but I'm saying that a lot of the times when we fall in love, we don't see what's happening. Or the person's presenting their best angle.
3: Well, I think he's just really charming. And like he's a true sociopath where it's like very subtle. Like it creeps up on you that he is so evil.
2: One of my favorite relationships is between Ramona and her daughter, Avery. I can't stand Avery. Well, the thing is is that Avery's never had a chance, let's be honest. That's a whole element of the show that I am... I feel so bad about where I'm like Victoria de Lesseps. De Lesseps. She, there's no way that girl wants to be on camera. She has strong introvert, introvert. horse girl energy.
3: She's a real weirdo at heart. We all know and, that. And let me ask you this. Thoughts on Noelle's breakdancing classes. <laughs> Did you get there yet? <laughs>
2: yes. So first of all, of course, Luann named her kids Victoria and Noel because she loves things fancy, Uh, Noel being a boy. And second of all, Noel is taking breakdance classes that look eerily similar to the motivational dancers at a lot of bar mitzvahs I went to, where he's learning, quote unquote, breakdancing. But really what he's learning is like, step right, clap, step left, clap.
3: (laughs) And do you want to know which other white young white child in the suburbs took breakdancing classes? Yourself? You're looking at her. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) I never knew this. There was like a (laughs) breakdancing class offered at my public school. It was like an after school thing. And they had like this after school like arts thing where it was like it would be like a different thing every semester that you can try like one is painting one is this one is a play and one semester it was break dancing and it was like all white kids from Connecticut doing like they would be like all right so this is a b-boy dance. you put one leg over and I was like what and the only thing I remember because you only I mean speaking for myself I only remember like searingly embarrassing things is that this like b-boy instructor also a white man (laughs) was like what are you doing because I came to class with a Pepsi or like a grape soda and he was like what are you doing this is exercise you're not supposed to drink soda when you exercise and you were like you obviously haven't met me (laughs) I was just like did you have to call I was like listen doesn't this violate b-boy code you can't just call me out in front of the whole like class now we have to do a dance-off and he was like I guess we do so I love we, that.
2: You're like, I only remember the most
3: embarrassing moments ever. Like such as <laughs> such as drinking that. I also remember from that same era getting a haircut that was really ugly because I didn't know what a bob was. And I asked for a bob and my mom said, <laughs> that's Devin, that's really not what you sad. want. And I said, no, it is what I want. I know what a bob is. That's what I want. My mom said, you're not going to like this, Devin. And I said, that's what I want. And the woman gave me a bob and it was like really sinister, severe Rosamond Pike bob and I was like this is so heinously ugly and like my nose looks so big because I have like no hair anymore and like it's just like I used to use my hair to cover my nose and now like what am I going to cover my nose with whatever and um I have braces like it's just ah and so I get to school and my homeroom teacher was like oh Devin you got a haircut I said no I didn't I'm talking I had like elbow length hair and then a bob and she's like yes you did you got a haircut. I said, no, no, I didn't. She was like- You couldn't be more wrong. Okay. You're going crazy if you think I got a haircut. We're gonna start with um, French class today. And I was like, (laughs) bitch, don't fucking bring up the haircut one more time. This, I am creating a reality right now. In English or French. (laughs) You are in my reality now. (laughs) I'm gaslighting you happily.
2: We are gonna take a quick break. When we get back, we are going to talk texting and sexting. Yeah, we're not virgins. You heard it here first.
1: I
0: want true romance.
2: And we're back with true romance. Today, we want to talk about the art of the text, texting first and our adventures and and mis- general mishaps. The the you know, the blooper reel that runs in our heads. The the blooper reel that is my life. Now, obviously, there's still some rules around texting that I'm actually more I pay more attention to than I do other rules. For instance, like if you do you or do you not text first. This is a place where I've tried emphasis on tried. To show some restraint only because I have been the control freak, the arranger, the Cupid, and a lot of my own setups. And I need to give the other guy a chance to prove himself as someone who's an interested party. And a lot of the times I just I love to go big. I do think...
3: We have some sort of biological thing that's like if someone doesn't seem responsive, we want to get them to be yes. responsive. Like, But at the same time, I just don't think games are worth it because I just think for me at the end of the day, like I want to be with someone that really is so into me from just meeting me that they yes. don't care like how I text to them. That's true. So I tend to be the first texter. I tend to be good with that. I think... That obviously there's like a middle ground between like being like over the top with sending a bunch of texts. Go on. But I, but I <laughs> like, I actually don't think I've done this since I stopped drinking, but I used to like send a million drunk texts. Like I would Ugh, just wake up and, and look in, in my phone and be like, all right, who was the victim this time? And then scroll and it would be like, okay, I texted scene. this. Yes, and it would be like, I texted this person once, twice, three times, Ooh. four times, five times, six, okay. Misspelling,
2: I want you, is something. Misspelling,
3: I want you, misspelling, where are you, repeatedly being like, where are you, where are you, where are you, the person saying where they are, and I asked them again, where are you? <laughs> They're like, I'm on the corner of 56th and 5th, and you're like, no, where are you? <laughs> I know, I'm like, no, you don't fucking get it. Um. I, I definitely have drunk texted people like, fuck you. Like if they're like, oh yeah. Just existing because I was insane. So I think like that would be a little much, but, but yeah, I'm happy to send the first line. I mean, whose first line is it anyway? You know, it's that. Okay. So that is true and funny.
2: And I also, I like to get to the point because I'm an impatient person. So for instance, not to brag, but I was texting with a professional soccer player on a little app called Raya and I literally just I'm too tired and I don't like small talk. One of Chelsea Bretti's bits from her stand up is when she talks about how she doesn't want to like get to know anyone, she just wants to be best friends already and she describes it as like I don't want to go, but da ding, but a do, but da ding, but a do, yeah. and that's exactly how I feel on dating apps where I'm like, oh yeah, where do you live? Oh my god, what do you do? That's so cool. No, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I don't care how your Sunday's going. I do not care. I don't care about how cool your job is. I'm sorry. I do want to know about your dog, and I've I I actually do want to know about your dog. But if I'm really going to be open with my listeners on this podcast, at the end of the day, I'm trying to really you know, just satisfy an appetite. So I said to the soccer player, hey, what's up, hottie? Which it sounds really bad in person. It's much cuter. Of text. I love it. And he just wrote back, hey, what's up, princess? And I was like, wow. I'm in.
3: That this is, is, is a love. Exchange.
2: It was great. It was exactly what I needed. We talked for a second and then I don't think we'll ever speak again. But it's really what I have now decided that Raya is for. It's for those quick exchanges to pump <laughs> up my ego and maybe nothing else. Um, but when I was working in an office once upon a time, I would run to people who were either freelancers or um, clients. I was um, a receptionist and I was like the freaky receptionist unfortunately like I remember emailing this guy that was working there for like a couple months and he was really not my type he was like covered in like tribal tattoos and he was white so you know do the math but there was some- so like
3: what was the tribe you know
2: exactly and he had like gelled hair but but as Mario Cantone, Charlotte's friend from *The Sex and the City*, once said, "Ugly sex is hot," and I started being so overwhelmingly attracted to him just because I thought of his exterior as so disgusting. So I would like openly flirt with him in a way I have to this day never flirted with someone before, where I would be like, ah! like touch his arm while I was talking to him, and he looked so overwhelmed by the attention. Anyway, he, I was like relieved the day that his freelance job ended because I immediately hit up his Facebook pulled up that message app and was like hey Jason it was so nice to work around you if you ever want to have sex I am absolutely available and would love to sleep with you and I just thought that was like a normal thing to do I, I knew it was right. kind of direct but I didn't understand how outlandishly psychotic that was and I remember my other co-workers who I was friends with literally surrounding my desk and one of them was reading it and he was like Sort of mumbling, like, hey Jay, it was a- oh my God, what did you send this person? And I friend requested him at the same time I sent him a message, which is another move that like could potentially, you know, get me uh 5150 into a psych ward. And it's he- a very
3: 90-day fiance move, like just like, like I'm- <laughs> friending someone and being like, hello ma'am, my name is uh Chad, and I live in Norway and I see on your profile that you are single um you are very beautiful thank you ma'am it wasn't even as
2: kind and as polite as that but um it was funny because my coworker at the time was like wait I'm gonna try to like I'm gonna try to friend request him to see if he'll like accept my friend request and refuse yours because you were so crazy and that's exactly what happened I thought that when I got sober that I'd rein it in a little bit. And, you know, I was uh, I learned that I was wrong to assume that.
3: It's funny. I think that like I see why that's crazy what you said. But I also think like, is it like you just were saying exactly what you wanted and being clear? And isn't people's number one complaint all the time? Like, I hate when people play games. Like, it was so confusing. I don't get it. Like, I was confused.
2: I think that. There is a middle ground that I failed to hit. But yes, we want to talk about also the mistakes that are made via text, you know, texting and sexting. It's really hard because besides just the drunk mishaps, there's also just such an awkwardness. And there's something, as our friend Hannah once said, inherently dishonest about texting because you cannot see what this person is Really feeling or doing, and it's a a really good way to evade direct communication. So miscommunication is bound to happen, and when I say miscommunication, I mean you're in the middle of sexting someone and you both have different ideas what you're doing, or you spell a word wrong and have to kill the mood by repeating that word over and over again.
3: Asterisk, not not
2: Kirk. (laughs) I would be like pants I mean take off my pants I mean take off my pants why am I spelling pants wrong (laughs) haha and then that really kills like everyone's boner you are already kind of struggling to be in the moment and that you're not because you're not directly with that person so there's a little bit extra creativity or imagination that's involved and so when that bubble pops even for a second with a stupid typo your brain kind of goes on the fritz in terms of how you're feeling much like I prefer regular texting to um, talking on the phone. I prefer sexting to like phone sex, which I haven't had since like 2008. Oh my God.
3: No, it's so awkward. It's so awkward. It's so awkward. It's just like
2: heavy breathing on the phone. It sounds like a serial killer.
3: It's just like so much harder to come out on the spot, like come up with stuff. And there is a layer of like mystery added when it's via text and you can like hide behind that. Um, I will say I'm really pro-ignoring mistakes when sexting. Like, I don't think anyone should be, like, looking at the grammar. And I think it can be accepted. Like, you're in the moment. Like, you probably, like, one of your hands is busy. So it's understandable. You're using one hand. I mean, what are you supposed to do? But unless you do Siri. Siri,
2: I'm holding a leash and you are walking around drinking on your hands and knees and drinking out of a water bowl. Good doggy, Send.
3: And she's like, sorry, I didn't get that. No, but also I prefer I prefer talking on the phone when it comes to like non-sexting, just v- regular communication. So much is misinterpreted in text. Yes. So anytime it starts to get, I am a proponent of anytime it starts to get touchy, move to phone call. Like... Because anything can be misinterpreted by me. Yesterday, I asked my mom if my friend was mad at me because she had responded ha 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 to something I said. It's also like, the I think part of the purpose, one of the purposes of sexting is that it can allow you to like say things you're into that you wouldn't yes. normally in person be able to say. So I think doing it on the phone is kind of like less effective. Because I love when you can like have that exchange sexting, and then the next time you are in real life with this person, they know you're like secretly into this thing that you brought up via sexting, and they're like, oh, I'm gonna do that thing. You're talking about your
2: obsession with Victorian dolls.
3: Yeah, I'm talking about how like I'm, I would never normally like on the phone or in person say, like, um, can Sicily watch and then introduce my Victorian doll Sicily that I want to watch us. But like via, via sext, I might say like, and Sicily, my Victorian doll is sitting on the chair and now <laughs> I move her to the bed and now I place her head on the pillow so she can watch. And then
2: when they see you, they're like, Oh, not just Devin, but Sicily too. To vouch for sexting even more. Listen, sexting isn't paying us. AT&T and Verizon, this is an opportunity for you yeah. to really reach out to us. But there's nothing like the thrill of being in public, doing your business, and basically yes. having sex with someone on your phone at the same time. Yes. And it feels like having a secret. Yes. There's a line in one of a book I read when I was like uh, 16. It was some sort of older YA book. And this one girl describes her crotch blushing. She was like, I thought about having sex, and my crotch blushed.
3: Wait, was this um I think I read this. This was uh Grapes of Wrath, right? Of mice <laughs> and men. <laughs> it's like a big book. It's like big with lots of pages. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's the one.
0: Yeah. But this
2: is another thing that happens is that once in a while because if you are amongst the Minutia of your day, you leave someone on red or they leave you on red for a second. Unforgivable. There's a pain there. There's a specific pain there because-
3: Unforgivable. You know,
2: if you're talking about Cicely, the uh, Victorian doll, you're like, did I go too far? Should I have waited to reveal that? Um, Or when, you know, I pull the army hammer and say, I'm literally going to eat your heart (laughs) like I ate a deer's heart once and I'm going to hold your beating heart in my hand And then they don't write back. I'm like, was it that thing I said about their heart? Was it the thing I said about eating them?
3: And it's like, no, no, no. Like, you're perfect. And I'm like, if you can't take me at my worst, you
2: sure as hell can't have me at my best.
3: (laughs) Carolina, like, showed me this text and it was like, I'm going to, like, take out one of your ribs and, like, eat all of the human meat off your rib. And and I was like, you're so hard on yourself. Like, that's you and you're perfect and you need to be you. And so I'm just like ladies be yourself just just let yourself be free and if that involves licking human flesh off of a phalange bone that's who you are. That's and- who I am.
2: I am what I am. Own it as Lisa Rena says.
3: Own it. No speaking of own it though, I think that like the hardest part about sexting is like feeling reserved and feeling like I don't want to take it too far and whatever and I kind of feel like just let it Go let the free flag fly. Yes, and then if this person can't handle it, maybe that's like not a match anyway. Um, obviously not that you should be saying like cannibal th- things, but maybe if that's what you're into, and it's like maybe if you if this person finds out you're a cannibal now, it's better than them finding out later in
2: person. Always better to be upfront with the cannibal stuff before. Yeah, I. I think the only parts that I don't like about it are, A, if someone drops the ball or goes and answers a call and you're just metaphorically left naked in a room, that's embarrassing. But there's also an episode of Sex and the City where Carrie randomly gets stuck having phone sex with Big. And I've been there. I mean, not directly, but I've had people send me, like, sexy stuff while I was, like, out shopping. And I'm like, I'm in a Forever 21. Like, I can't have sex with you. I'm in a very important place.
3: Yeah, you're like I'm picking the bed bugs off of a onesie. So, <laughs> I found something that was
2: made with literally
3: one stitch of floss and I
2: can't wait to have it disintegrate <laughs> into the wash.
1: <laughs> I want true romance. I as someone who
3: has has sent a nude that was simply emphasized and didn't receive a response for many hours would say you need to if you can't respond to something like that you need to give a reason why you need to like explain if you're this is an example of a person who ghosted me like soon after the nude he should have then in that moment said like listen this i'm not into you so at least i knew instead of leaving it on red and then just emphasizing it like it's not a good point It's not an interesting idea. It's my
2: body. I'll say what Bethany said when Ramona wrote some nasty stuff about her on her blog, because this was back in 2009 when they all had blogs. Bethany said to her at the reunion, you know what I'm going to say? That was just mean.
3: Well, that was a time when um, the... I think they might even still have that like Bravo on the Bravo website. They just have all these housewives have a blog on the Bravo website. So it'll be like Vicky has a blog. This person has a blog. But I also want to say, speaking of Roni, hashtag Roni, um One of the weird things with Tinsley and Scott of of recent seasons, a, a relationship that was cursed from the beginning they were all at a dinner and someone dared tinsley to like sext scott or like call him and say something sexy and she was like no no i cannot do that you guys like no this is not a joke like he will not like this and i was like okay so this is so sinister and you need to get out right now that is dark and no she didn't get out and yes she did get engaged to him and now they are separated yet again Yeah, I
2: mean, the nudes and the sexting, when you don't trust the person necessarily. And when I say trust, I don't mean you have to have like some bond. But when you aren't positive about if the person is simply a good person or not, that's tricky. I'm also just terrified of revenge porn. And there's way too many nude pictures of me out in the ether. I mean, this is coming from someone who blacked out once with a photographer friend. And then months later, maybe even a year later, Found out that there was a full art show of nude photographs of me at my college. So yeah, I mean, college wasn't the best for me and I peaked in high school. But I trust almost everyone I've been with in recent years. But the screenshots nice. that may exist out there. I mean, Must be I,
3: nice. What? I said must be nice to trust people you're with. <laughs>
2: it's rare. But it's happened. It's funny. I remember I... In one of my last relationships, I was like, oh, my God, I haven't sent a nude in forever. Like, I'm going to do something fun. I'm going to send a nude. And so I, you know, worked out some angles. It found like a beautiful nude and then sent it to everyone I knew in New York. Not you. No offense. But the people I was hanging out with at the time.
3: Wait, I'm confused. Was this an accident?
2: No, I just did it for fun because I was like, this is a really good picture of me. Okay. <laughs> I wish you guys so, could see Devin's face right now because she's really trying to figure out how to approach this.
3: I'm trying to figure out like how I can like relate this and and meet you with understanding, even though I I find this a bit uh confusing. I was on a
2: group text with some girls from SNL, not on the show, behind the scenes. If you're listening, I'm sorry for referring to you as behind the scenes, but that's just in fact what you are. And um, I was in New York to do something, and uh, I took a really hot pic, if I may say so myself, in the hotel room and then thought, shit, I'm going to send this to my boyfriend. And then I just felt like I'm not just going to send this to my boyfriend. Like, I'm really proud of this picture. I'm also going to send it to Grace and Danny and Rebecca. And so that's what I did. Okay. And Danny said, I'm stepping out of a show right now, and I just turned on my phone to get a nude picture. When I say nude, I mean, I, I would never send unsolicited nudes to random people. That's just not. It sounds like what you did, but OK. No, <laughs> I sent a, a photo where my um, my nips and uh, my butt and uh, vagina were out of the frame. It was very profile. So what
3: what was in the frame? Under boob. Tommy and uh, silhouette of butt. (laughs) I don't even know how that is like physically anatomically possible. I mean, if we're really
2: going to get down to specifics, I was crouching on my knees and lifting my chest up and it was a profile shot. So yeah, everyone, I hope I spell that out for you. All of you perverts out there. (laughs) Just kidding.
3: Okay. So now when you say, butt, what do you mean?
2: I mean, uh, 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 where uh, milk, milk, lemonade around no, the corner? No, don't say that. <laughs> don't
3: say that. Okay. Um.
2: Yeah, but in terms of texting misadventures, I've had some real doozies. I mean, I've texted a guy once, and either his phone broke or my phone broke, and my text that said "What are you up to tonight?" was sent. I'm not kidding. 140 times. We FaceTimed no. later and he picked up his phone and he scrolled through and it was just I, I didn't even know how the phone did it. It was just hundred, a hundred of my things of
3: what are you doing tonight? What are you doing tonight? What are you doing tonight? No. and you I have was like, to, like is this port- some sick joke? That's, that's truly upsetting. I'm like such a paranoid person and I'm always like double checking like people's names and people's email addresses and who I'm sending things to but like my fear is that something like that will happen. And a problem that I have a lot is that like on my um, computer, if I text, it'll send to the wrong person for some reason. I think I sent you like 15 texts the other day that I meant to send to my boyfriend that were like, what do you true. want for lunch? Like, what was it like? What do you want for lunch? And like, they at only one point
2: have- you're like, I'm just going to record this quick ass podcast with Carolina. And I was like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, good to know good to know
3: you're gonna get this out of the way i'm just gonna get this fucking boring out of the way no but that the sending it in a million times in a row is a nightmare and once i was like fighting with an ex-boyfriend and we were text fighting and i was like writing in my notes app like exactly what i was gonna say and i distinctly remember that like even in the notes app i included emojis like i was like okay and then angry face emoji and then this emoji and so i tried to like copy and paste it from the notes app into the text and I I copy and pasted it directly twice in a row so it wasn't two separate texts it was in one text the same thing pasted twice so it was obvious that it was pasted and I just was like how do I address this and I decided in the end just let it go like it's just we're fighting we're gonna continue fighting act as if I am uh not Humiliated right now. I've never heard of angry
2: emoji sending though. What do you send?
3: I don't remember. Like, no, maybe it was like a like sad face or like a um like an embarrassed oh god. Like like you embarrassed me and you made me cry. This is what embarrassed looks like. <laughs> and I didn't think he would be able to imagine my face embarrassed because I never embarrassed myself. It was he who embarrassed me. I never embarrassed it myself. It was he. <laughs> It was, it was he who made my crotch blush. It was not me. Um, but another, speaking of humiliations, um, once when I broke up with an ex-boyfriend, very dramatic breakup. I get home. I go to sleep. It's like I'm, I'm ignoring texts from him. I'm just like, this was whatever. This was one of the worst nights of my life. Wake up. Next morning, there was a brief moment where I forgot I was in the blissful forgetting phase when you first wake up where I was like, oh, nothing happened. And then I was like, oh, shit, I had a breakup last night. Yeah. And then I get a text from my ex's mom. And it's, let's say, my ex is named Charles. And the text said, Devin broke up with Charles last (laughs) night. So sad right around the holidays. And I was like... Um. What? And so I wait. I I let the text sit there. Then she texts again, and she says, "Of course." Um, dig a little deeper. Oh, so sorry. That was for that was meant to be for Stacy, his sister, and I. am just distraught. I think I texted you and said like, "How do I handle this?" And then I responded and said like, "No worries," or like, "No problem." And she said, "Happy holidays." <laughs> Maybe you and Stacy can still be friends but please don't tell Charles that this happened. Oh, my God. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to get involved. I don't want, like, a friendship. I don't want a nemesis. I don't want anything. Like, I just was like, I don't think I responded to that one. I just moved on from it because I just was like, this is horrible for you, and I'm sorry this happened to you, but maybe you should stick with phone calls at your age. No, I'm kidding. (laughs)
2: Maybe you've proven that texting isn't for you. I also love the the repeat. Like, she obviously didn't get this text. I'm going to have to repeat No, I,
3: I know. I love, like, doubling down and being like, okay, like, how do I? I feel like that is a thing, too, where it's like you say something stupid via text and you're like, wait, no, you didn't get it. What I really meant was fuck you. No, sorry. What you didn't get. Sorry, I, I wasn't clear. What I meant was you humiliated and embarrassed me. Sorry, I wasn't clear. Here's a crying face emoji and an embarrassed face emoji. Now do you get it?
2: It's so weird. And that's another thing, though. It's easier on text to say what you're upset about because when your emotions are overwhelming you on the phone, you can't really get – I can't do the breakdown of like, this is exactly why I'm mad and this is what happened and this is what happened and this is what happened. Though yes. I, I have been known to um, purge basically all of my emotions via text yes. and go on a tirade that would sound psychotic Um in person but sounds merely like I'm having a spiral meltdown it's it's weirdly more approachable via text and that's why I can I can let loose as they say
3: yeah i i definitely think that rage texting is um an addiction that is very harmful um but it does feel like it's like whenever i'm in therapy i'm like okay like whenever my therapist interjects to be like, oh, like this is connected to like your childhood or whatever. I'm like, no, no, wait. Like I have more things to say. Please listen to every single thing I have to say. Like you don't get the full case unless I explain every aspect of the case to you. And I'm making a case to you about how I'm right and the people in my life are wrong. And that's how I feel when I get into a text argument is that I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. And this, and this, and let me get this out. And let me get that out. And remember when we went to the farmer's market and you said you didn't like brie cheese well guess what motherfucker brie cheese is good especially when you bake it okay so that's kind of what that's like for me and (laughs) you know i'm sorry to my therapist i think she's i think she's a nice person and i I am sorry that i do force her to um be silent at times so that i can get the rest of my oral argument out i just
2: always want to like I want to guide the conversation with my therapist. So I'm like, yeah, no, this is a problem, but it's not the problem I want to focus on today.
3: Right. No, we're moving past that now. Like, keep up.
2: I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a huge problem in my life, and I should sort that out if I want to live a happy, productive life. But what I really want to talk about is
1: do you why think I'm right?
2: scared of water weight. And do you think I'm right? Is uh, a nightmare I'm having. But a doll, a doll named Cecily.
3: It's Sicily, but okay.
2: <laughs> I want to spend, in general, less time on my phone. My dream is to one day go to an island and just l- have a landline and one of those old computers that I can log into once a week. I do want to detox from my phone. Why are you looking so grimacy?
3: Because I'm like, this is a thing. Actually, the the guy that I dated, who I sent the embarrassed emojis to, like, he would always say stuff like this, where he'd be like, "My dream vacation is like being on a sailboat, like with no resources." And well, I was like, "No, no, no, I didn't say no, no resources. I am like never gonna do that. I am never gonna be in a re- remote location. Like, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to not have access. I don't really want to like screen detox or whatever. Like." That doesn't sound fun, doesn't sound, how am I supposed to keep up with the live tweets about Mayor of Easttown finale? How am I supposed to Oof. check um, my former best friend from elementary school's Instagram and True. look at her proposal photos? Um, yep. I just don't know, like, how I would live without that.
2: I have one thing to say about Mayor of Easttown. I'm not going to, it's not a spoiler, but I, I will watch say. the finale yet. Okay, then never mind.
3: What were you going to say?
2: I'm not going to say it because I can't remember if I told you my theory or not.
3: Okay, my theory is it's Hugh Grant. (laughs) It's Nicole Kidman. My theory is Nicole Kidman's face is not her natural face. Face Off starring
2: Nicole Kidman. I wish for our listeners to go ahead, text first. If they're weird, they won't get it. And don't do the thing where you count how many texts you've sent, how many texts he's sent. If he's not into you, he'll show you. We can always count on that. And, you know, hopefully you'll get the point and move on. But if he is into you, things like this won't bother him, like Devin said. I hope to sext in the future. Um I hope to express myself as a writer via sext in the future. And I hope to meet some of you there, out there on Raya.
3: Yeah, if you have a, you know, cannibalistic thought in your mind, just send it on over to Carolina. That's basically what you're saying. TrueRomancePod at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want any sexting advice from these two fucking champion experts over here, Send well, us an email. I, send us a DM. I actually
2: won't. I, I don't want. I don't. We did get a weird email about feet once that I promptly deleted because it was so disturbing.
3: I never even got to see it. She deleted it before I could see I it. I just don't like stuff like that. Okay. Well, if you have any thoughts about Victorian doll fetishes. yeah, at us. You know, and follow us on Twitter at um, True Pod. It's interesting. We actually did somehow convince Carolina just about a week ago. To follow us on on Twitter. And and yes, it took a really it long time It took a direct confrontation to, from Debbie. I finally had to confront. I had I I said, What's behind this? Like That's what's, literally her words. What's behind the not following? And and she said, Oh, sorry, I'll follow now. And I was like, Okay, so now she's a avoid I literally was like, wait, she like diverted away from me asking what's behind this. Like she must have some sort of deep shame about the Twitter account she's not addressing. And then she said, like, I'm lazy and tired or something. And I was like, All right, well That's something someone might say if they're hiding some sort of deep-seated phobia. I am hiding something, but but it's not that. But I am hiding something,
2: and I am a secretive person with lots of um,
3: hidden doorways. Uh, Me and my (laughs) friend. Wait, was it you? I feel like this was Scott Herkman that we used to do this bit where, like, in pitch meetings, we would say, like, we wanted to, like, say in pitch meetings, like, Oh, I have a really good idea. And then just not say anything and just be like, yeah, it's, it's a good one. Um, <laughs> it's I have a it's huge good. secret. It's huge, really crazy. Huge private skeleton in my closet. It's actually, the, the skeleton is so big and so rotting that it's affecting all of my clothes. If I smell like rotting bones, it's because there's so many skeletons in my closet. And no, I'm not really thinking about dusting them off for anyone but myself. So... <laughs> I guess sucks for you guys, but...
2: And with that, we'll keep you posted on next week's True Romance. When we reveal everything. By that point, I literally will have watched season 10 of Roni.
3: Well, I'm just going to say, like, number one Roni husband of all time was Bobby Bobby Zarin. Number two was Aviva Drescher's husband who put up with her fucking heinous bullshit constantly. And she has Munchausen's and he lives with it. Number three would be... No one else is good. And I would say that the worst house husband of all time was Josh, CEO of eBoost from season five. Chris- Josh Takeman, Kristen Takeman's husband. He is a piece of shit monster. I hate his guts. And if anyone wants to hear more about it, let me know. TrueRomancePod at gmail.com. We'll catch you next
2: week. I love you, Devin. Love you, Carol.
0: Música